This episode of Served It in Weekly is brought to you by Safran, aerospace, defense, security. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Serve Denton Weekly Podcast, a podcast where every week we talk with local leaders who are on the front lines of solving some of Denton's most pressing issues. I'm your host, Ian Harbour, and today I'm talking with Brooke Moore, who's the executive director of the Denton Parks Foundation. I think sometimes we can maybe take our parks for granted, maybe less so this last year since we were all kind of forced to stay home and the only way we could interact with each other was go outside, but our parks are really important for our community and Brooke helps highlight why. This is an awesome conversation. We had a lot of fun and I hope that this helps you see kind of the importance of our parks and our community and how you can help make our parks even better, which makes our community even better. So let's hop right into this conversation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here's my conversation with Brooke Moore from the Denton Parks Foundation. Enjoy. I'm here with Brooke Moore, the executive director of the Denton Parks Foundation. Brooke, thanks for joining me on the Serve Denton Weekly Podcast. Happy to be here. Thanks, Ian. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the Parks Foundation. What is your mission? What do you all do? Tell me me about it. Okay. So our mission is to um, engage the Denton community to enhance the mission of the Denton Parks and Rec Department to unite, grow, and play. Um, Essentially, we believe that when a community unites, parks get better. And it's our vision to unite people over parks and play through investments, volunteerism, and advocacy, um, ideally resulting in a quality of life for all. So uh, that's amazing. And I, w- I want to talk yeah. about that more. Let's, uh, I'll kind of want to hit all those at different points sure. in this conversation. <laughs> but you said quality of life for all. That's what I want to yeah. talk about. H- how our park, basically how does it work and why are parks important to a community's well-being? Um, I think Great when question. we think about um, how maybe it would be good for my well-being, I can go there and like play soccer or hang out with right. my kid or something like that. But for a community, what what are what makes parks so important? So you're absolutely right. Like individually, there's lots of studies about how it's important to our health, right? Um, actually, 50% of our um, strenuous exercising takes place in parks, in neighborhood parks. Um, But outside of that, right, there's environmental benefits. Um, It cleans up our rainwater, um, our groundwater. Um, It reduces flooding um, because it's not all concrete, right? We don't have Cement City. Um, And then there's an economic value uh, that, you know, what is it? Your private property rates go up the closer you are to parks, um, your local tax base increases and parks and recreation are cited as like one of the top three reasons why businesses um, relocate to communities. So that's why you see like, I mean, Austin has a lot, right? They're, I think they're 15% of their land is in parks. Where city of Denton, we have about 5% of our land is in parks, roughly. Um, and then, of course, there's like the social importance um, that make it valuable to us. It's a community place where people can meet um, regardless of their ability to pay, right? Which is huge because that really makes access and equitability super important 
to all the neighborhoods. Um, and no matter your age or economic um Maybe your socioeconomic status. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, you can still have access to it. And that's huge. And so really the economic value, the health and environmental benefits, and then the social importance are kind of the three main specific values that make parks not only essential, but contributing to a community's well-being, as well as enhancing the quality of life of its residents. Yeah, that's interesting. That I, I never thought about how businesses will actually take into consideration parks yeah. in a community when they're thinking about where to go. Um, and that, that's interesting, especially for, I mean, quality of life for their employees and, and different exactly. things like that. And then especially what you're talking about with the equitability of it all, like you said, parks are free, you know, for, yeah. for us at least. And, and there are so many places where you have to go, if you want to hang out, they have to pay or buy something or do something like right. that. But parks really do provide that space where anyone can go and there, it, you know, it, it's a level playing field, I guess, so to speak for a lot <laughs> of people. Done. And, um, and I think that's really important. You talked about how it can be that gathering place for people, which makes total sense. I'm right. kind of curious. Over this past year, how have you seen park usage change since COVID began? I can imagine it's got to be somewhat different than it was before. Absolutely. Um, so Google actually does this mobility um, report, and they started doing it when COVID hit. And so the first month, kind of April to May of like this time last year, um, mm -hmm. it showed an increase of park visits in Denton County as 87%. In Denton um, County? Yeah. Park visits County. went up 87%. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, and then residential walking increased by 17%. Um, and it just, it blew my mind. I mean, I'm, I wasn't surprised by it um, only because I was there every day too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can only take so much time <laughs> being at home with your kid until you're like, oh my gosh, we've got to get out. Um, and honestly, I think even if you don't have a kid, it's just helpful to your mental health to get out, get some sun, get some fresh air. And um, I think what was very unique for us in the you know COVID era is um, we do this thing in the month of May, every day in May, where we encourage people to go to the park. And so last May, some of our playgrounds were closed, right? Tennis facilities were closed. Um, all these things that you normally would have access to and yet people still were at the parks and people just had to get a little more creative. Um, people were out there doing their homework, right? People were out there climbing on boulders and rocks, playing in the creek um, and just trying to find play in a really natural, organic way. Um, and it, to me, it just reminded me of being a kid where it was like, hey man, we don't have to have the playground to have fun, right? Um, but there's huge increases and they continue to be increased. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've tried to buy a bike recently, <laughs> but it's nearly impossible right now because mm. bike sales are like going out the roof um, along with kayaks and canoes and all these outdoor things because I, I think people had to have it first, right? And now they're like, hey, this is kind of nice. <laughs> um, and they continue to do it. And you can go to the park anytime and you're going to see a lot more people there than you would have two years ago. Yeah, there's so many things about this past year. I mean, obviously, this has been really hard for so many people. And there's there's no way to just 
gloss over that at all. No. At the same time, I do feel like a lot of people are experiencing some things this past year that are like, man, if this whole thing goes away, praise God, this goes away. But there's a couple of things we love to see stay, you know, working from home is one example of like, man, it's not too bad working from home, right? at least occasionally. <laughs> um, but I do think one of those things is seeing people get out more. You said that um, residential walking went up. I mean, I'm working from home right now, looking at my front window. I remember last year, this time, just seeing so many people out walking totally. and it's true. It happened. Like everybody got out of the house and um, seeing people 87% increase in park usage. I, I do think maybe kind of rediscovering the outdoors in a way. I do hope Absolutely. that's something that stays post COVID. And I think it might because um, it was an escape for people where it helped their mental health. It helped their, yeah. um, just them physically getting outside and, and exercising and, um, seeing other people running into strangers probably again, Absolutely. you know, yeah. and, I mean, um, you get to yeah. see people and like, you can keep your distance and you can be like, I mean, people were so friendly at the parks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, just so excited to see another human. Um, and it's just, it's a really great place to run into neighbors. I mean, I think you and I live in the same neighborhood um, over in Idiot's Hill and we would sit outside and do my daughter's homework. And there were so many people walking by and everybody was eager to talk and it, it felt very different. And like you, I really hope it stays this way in regards to and outdoor activity and just community engagement at parks. Yeah, absolutely. And funny enough, I used to live in Idiot's oh, Hill. Okay. Uh, and the number one thing I miss it is Avondale Park, actually, because that is a fantastic park. I've got to tell you. So um, all of this makes perfect sense to me. What is an example? I mean, I just, I just mentioned Avondale. I love Avondale. <laughs> what is an example of a park that has brought some new vitality into a neighborhood? You know, there. I feel like every park is going to do it, right? Um, in the city of Denton, though, when I really think about this, I think about Carl Jean um, Young Senior Park. I don't know if mm. you're familiar with it. It's like this little hidden gem, and um, it's in southeast Denton in District 1, and it's at the dead end of Wood Street. So it's not like Avondale Park where, you know, maybe you're driving by and you see it or South Lakes where, you know, you take Teasley and you're going to see it. Um, but if you go there, it's amazing. And the city invested and we did lots of fundraising to add Denton's first splash pad. Um, mm. And so that brought in all kinds of folks to a neighborhood that otherwise you're just not going to naturally find your way to that park. And um, they added a new playground. It's amazing. They're adding a trail system that goes through there. So it's not only bringing much needed attention to that community, but it's adding something of real value for people there. They've got access and equitability. It's one thing to just drop a playground and drop a you know park in a neighborhood. But if it's not equitable to say Eureka too, right? Then like, eh that's not really <laughs> mm -hmm. not the best thing, right? Um, and so to me, that really shows the love of a community and vitality towards it when you add a park like that. And they're continuing to kind of make it more visible. And I, I, I think the splash pad was the perfect thing that really enhanced it because a lot of those neighbors don't have pools, right? And mm -hmm. when the pools are closed, you really don't have access to it. And even though the splash pad was closed um, last year, um, it will be open May 15th. So 
Um, wow. That's coming yeah, up like real soon out there. It's going to be awesome. Ah. Yeah. All the, you know, last year was the exception for everything, but it's right. good that this stuff is starting to open back up and, and things are, are starting to get back to normal again, which is, which is great. And being able to have access to playgrounds and, and splash pads and stuff like that stuff that has, you know, not been as accessible the past couple of years or past, past couple of years. I'm stupid. Yeah, no. <laughs> past year, you know, um, where it it's, like you know, you're able years. to start doing those things. <laughs> Gosh, does it ever. <laughs> We're able to start uh, hopping back into those things again. Man, it's such a good uh, thing for the community. And I, I, I um, actually, I didn't know it was called that, but when you mentioned the splash pad, I, I do know the park you're talking about. And yeah. I do think that's so great that that community has that. And man, it'd be great to have more splash pads. My wife right? and I talk about that no, with our, our small are. son. I'm like, let's get another one right down here. It'd be great. Right? For real. Um, I will say like in regards to accessibility, 47% of Denton residents have access to a park within a 10 minute walk. Um, wow. On average, like the national average is 55%. So mm. we're below, I mean, I hate being below, you know, I like to be a little above average. So it's definitely something that the city is working on. Um, you know, the last bond election, uh, we got approved for more uh, funding to be able to buy more space because that's going to be hugely important as we're growing, right? Like. Mm -hmm that's awesome. More people are coming here, but we've got to reserve some green space or else we're going to turn around one day and be like, Oh dang, we can't add a park to this neighborhood. And so I, that's one reason why I also really like that park is that it is a great location for a number of people um, to have access to it. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And especially with Denton growing as fast as it is, you know, I, we all know it's growing fast and I kind of have a hunch that it's growing even faster than we think it is. I, oh, I think we're going to turn around and and realize just how much this, this community blew up <laughs> and being able to reserve that park space is going to be crucial because it will be so easy to turn it all into concrete oh, yeah. buildings, uh, which, you know, is needed, but we need that right. green space. We need those, those parks as well. And so it's yeah, all about no, I think that's great. Yep. Yeah. And being able to have that for people. So part of the Parks Foundation's mission statement, you said at the beginning, um, is unite, play, grow. Mm -hmm. Tell me about those three things. What do you, what do you mean by those three words? Sure. And how do you see those expressed in our parks? Okay. So this really stems from the mission of Denton Parks and Rec Department to unite, grow, and play. And so unite, when they say that, they're talking about their commitment to leveraging opportunities that would unite people in parks and recreation. So the ways that you're going to see that is through volunteerism. And so we come in and try to be a helping hand with that. And they also have somebody who organizes all the volunteer opportunities with like Keep Denton Beautiful, which is now within the city. Um, so they're always looking for opportunities to really bring people together to help make our parks better um, grow, right? It reflects their commitment to preserve milestones um, to help us grow both physically and mentally and emotionally. And I think you're gonna see that when you see a kid join a sport, right? Like you're gonna see them grow in all those different aspects. It's a huge deal when they get like their first trophy or their first goal, right? Um, and so to me, the way we help in that aspect is we provide scholarships for um, families, individuals to have access to recreational activities, even if they can't afford that cost. Um, we help provide summer camps and after school care when, when those were open. <laughs> They'll be open this fall, I'm sure. Um, and so 
that's a way where we, you know, really help enhance their mission. And then play reflects their commitment to playing in a manner that fosters good health, teamwork, and encourages play. And you're going to see us in that and where we're promoting different things that they've gotten going on, um, different activities that they may have. Um, and then, you know, just encouraging people to go out to the parks, like doing the challenge of every day in May. It's just really encouraging you to think, um, creatively of how you can use these spaces, right? Um, and then also making sure you're fostering good health, like swim lessons. I mean, I'm telling you, it. <laughs> my daughter takes them and she can swim, but she's always like, why am I doing this? I'm like, because it is vital to your health that you know how to swim and that you can get yourself out of the pool. Um, it's like one or two reasons why kids you know, die at a young mm -hmm. age. And in the state of Texas, even if you don't have a pool, I'm like the first advocate to be like, no, you need to go and get swim lessons because, you know, kids drown in like fountains and in creeks and things that you're not going to think about. Um, and so we help provide um, those costs as well, because we want to make sure that every kid knows how to swim. That's awesome. I, I honestly didn't know that you guys provided those uh, scholarships for, for people to be able to have access to that. And yeah. because the, I mean, like what you said, uh, something as simple as swim lessons, it may not seem like that big of a deal, but it is a huge cause of uh, child mortality and yeah. uh, can knowing how to even a simple, I mean, they don't have to, you know, be an Olympic swimmer or anything, just being no. able to get themselves out of the pool is, is crucial for them. And so having access to that for everybody is is so important a hundred percent and i'll add we even have swimsuits like i got you covered mm. if you want swim lessons i'll provide you a swimsuit so that there's no reason for you not to do it and something i think people don't know we also offer scholarships for seniors um to be able to access the senior center you know play isn't just for kids and um, recreation isn't just important for a certain age group right it's for older adults as well and so um during covid they did not have access to the senior center and it was huge um city staff had a phone line where they were calling people or answering phone calls just for that socialization and so we also do provide those types of scholarships as well to provide access to um, their gym so they can you know, keep fit throughout the year um, and, and partial scholarships for recreational activities if they want to take one of the field trips or take a specific class. Mm, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I love that you all do that. That's great. What is one of the things you are most proud of that mm -hmm. you have accomplished through the Parks Foundation? <laughs> so I'll say <laughs> I've only been there two years. However, I think with COVID, like it was easy to be like, can't do anything. We're just going to pause. Um, and instead of doing that <laughs> last year, when COVID hit, we had purchased 4,000 Easter eggs and they were all sitting in my living room. <laughs> and I was like, these got to go. We, I can't. That's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah, that's a lot room. of Easter eggs in a living room. And um, instead of just being like, well, meh, we'll just put these in storage or, you know, we'll take a loss on it. And we pivoted and ended up doing an awesome fundraiser where I dressed up as the Easter bunny and my <laughs> husband drove the car and my daughter was in the back seat, handed me the buckets um, or the bags. And we did a um, home hop egg drop. 
and we were able to deliver all 4,000 of those stuffed Easter eggs to homes here in um, the city of Denton. And I think why I was so proud of it is not because, you know, I was the Easter Bunny, but um, because we were able to raise much needed funds in a time where it was really hard to fundraise. (laughs) And so I'm really proud of our board for kind of getting on board to that um, and really being able to support and pivot so many times through the year where it was like, well, (laughs) we still can't do this. So we're going to try this Um, and just getting creative and thinking outside the box of your usual ways to fundraise. Um, And so it's always really nice to be able to raise funds to help make our parks better and provide access. Um, In fact, just this week, we um, were able to collaborate with an awesome donor at the Tim Brewer Foundation, and um, we'll be able to add two batting cages over at Dino Park. Um, And that's super underutilized area. And now it's gonna be uh, even more vibrant that people are gonna want to go to that one to have tournaments and practices and so we're really excited about that as well that's cool that you guys are adding batting cages i that's pretty incredible that you can have those at a park and right it's man i love the easter egg thing because that one is just uh showing creativity i mean you know every nonprofit, every business had to get so creative in the past year us included and it was just what a what a time it was to do that but i mean the figuring that out and then also, too, it, it raises funds for Parks Foundation. It also raises awareness for the parks. And something, and something that was cool is, you know, instead of waiting for people to come to the parks, you kind of brought the parks to them, you know? Yeah. And and so it's like it you're, you're providing an experience for these families. You're bringing something to them and raising awareness and funds that will hopefully get them out to the parks as well. Um, especially with these funds being able to help develop uh, maybe even more like batting cages and stuff right. like that would be great. Um, okay, so to wrap up here, you know, parks, it's so interesting. Uh, we all, we have our parks and we all use them to some degree. I still think it can be easy to take our parks for granted a little bit sometimes. Oh, yeah. To just wrap up, what is something that you feel like most people don't know or don't mm-hmm. understand about our parks that you wish they did? Sure. Um, I'll start by saying our Denton Parks and Rec staff are phenomenal. Um, they work incredibly hard. Um, in fact, this last year, like instead of letting go of you know the director of swimming, she was out instead of being at the natatorium, she was out at the disc golf course picking up golf balls from you know <laughs> the mm-hmm. area that area, and she was out you know cleaning up trash at Quaker Town Park, and folks were you know giving away food um, at our daily bread, and and these are these are your neighbors. (laughs) These are people who also enjoy your parks. And so they are dedicated to making them better for all of us. Um, I'd also say we have champagne taste and a beer budget (laughs) for our parks. Um, (laughs) It's really easy to look at other communities like Frisco or Flower Mound or Plano and Allen and say, man, they got these amazing parks. Um, They have 4B taxes that help pay for that. Um, We ended up, I think, utilizing ours for DCTA. And so we don't have this extra funding that is regularly coming in to help decrease the budget, right? The cost of the budget for parks and still increase its 
beauty and viability. Um, and so really the amount that we pay, don't tell my husband I said this, I will gladly pay more taxes to enhance our parks. Um, but I, the last time I checked on average, we each pay like $168. Mm a year. <laughs> when you look at our parks, it's like, wow, you really get a lot of bang for your buck. I mean, I've definitely spent more on a gym membership and not gone than, you know, <laughs> what I spend on parks and go to every day. And so I just think if people understood how little they pay and what they get, they'd understand the importance of continuing to participate, to be a voice for parks and to vote on those bond elections and to help by joining us in um, any fundraising or volunteerism to help make our parks better. Um, and that's really what I would say. Mm. Well, and even knowing too, if we get what we get at $168 right. a person, Oh, just a little bit more would go a long way too. And Absolutely. so that's what the Parks Foundation is for. That's what, why you're doing what you're doing. And Brooke, thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. You. Thank you for taking care of our parks and making them better. And um, it makes it in a better place when our parks are good. And so thank you for that and for coming on and talking with me today. It was a well, blast. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy seeing you, Ian. And it's been fun seeing you even via Zoom. And things are getting better, maybe in person yes. sooner than later. That sounds good. We'll have to meet up at a park. Let's do it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. <laughs> there you have it. My conversation with Brooke from the Denton Parks Foundation. Man, our parks do so much good in our community. They really do make our city a better place. Whether that's being able to be active or making our properties more valuable or giving space where anybody can go and just be together or helping the environment. There are so many great things that they do. And I hope that we can all pitch in and help our parks be even better. You can learn more about the Parks Foundation by going to DentonParksFoundation.com. And if you want to learn more about Serve Denton, you can go to our website at ServeDenton.org. We help make it easy for people to find help, and we help nonprofits do more of what they do best by co-locating and helping them grow capacity and helping them collaborate with each other so they can help more people and more people can have their needs met. It is great. And with things starting to get better, if you want to come see it for yourself, go to servedin.org tour, and you can schedule a tour to come see it for yourself. I promise you, you've never seen anything like the Serve Denton Center before. So with all that said, Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Thanks.